Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I bet, I bet a lamb's wanna... asshole. If you fried it, would be good. <laughs> there, there, you can eat asshole. There's some assholes you eat. I think. Yeah, squirrels. I've eaten plenty of them. At squirrel assholes? No, assholes that you eat. Oh, they're oh, assholes. I see. And I ate them. I see. You ever ate squirrel? Uh, yeah, yeah. Squirrel chili. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'll do it again right Little now. Little gamey. I'll do it in front of you. Yeah. I well, I would fuck. eat a squirrel. I, I, <laughs> dude, I, I think that ducks are cute and capable of love. And, and you were just talking last night off mic, I think, about how you're about to start murdering them all. Oh, dude. All of them. <laughs> so, the problem with me and you, in my opinion is that there are people who are stupid and don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but the way they talk about it, it's very obvious that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But Mm -hmm. me and you, I've often said, speak on every single subject with the confidence of a goddamn Kennedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got to. Fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? So my point is, when we're wrong about something, it seems worse than when other people are wrong about something. But we kind of, we also, I mean, I agree with you completely. Welcome back, Airheads. How you doing? Just putting on airs with Trey and Corey. Happy fall, motherfuckers. Get ready for uh, Halloween. Just talking about how dumb we be, generally speaking. But we, we always remind people repeatedly that we talk from our butts yeah, and that we don't know what we're talking about. But then yet when we get into the things... Authority. Very much. We have authority. We seem to have authority on the subject. We also like... We've always done this thing where like if something comes up and we're like, what do you think that's about? And then we'll just be like, Probably this. And we're like, yeah, it's that. It's that. It's that. definitely that. Yeah. Don't look it up. Don't fact check anything. Never we're do that. Like, we're just going to go it's with that. forever. That. Yeah. And so to us, that's what that is. Yeah. You know? But like, I, so this is another thing. I, I, I know, I know that most human beings that listen to this podcast and whatever type of creatures listen to this podcast, but most squirrels. humans, squirrels, all the squirrel fans out there. I've been getting death threats from those little motherfuckers, by the way. Well, you also, They're vicious. You also have to assume that since we're putting this podcast out and it goes over the airwaves, it will eventually hit aliens if there are aliens. Okay. Like, don't like, like on the moon, you can hear the 60s radio sometimes. Like 60s radio feeds go out to the moon and you could pick it up on a on a metal pole or so something. So this is a great example, I think, of <laughs> yeah, what we're talking yeah. about. A, what? A I metal think, pole on I the moon that if picks you had up like, specifically I, 60s radio? So what I think is yes. that, so what I think is that if you took a 
um, those things for radio, the big poles, the towers. Towers. Yeah. I think if you took one out to space and you put it on a planet, that because of how slow our shit travels out to there, that eventually aliens would be listening to stuff that we did in the 50s. You know what I mean? That's actually definitely true. It goes a lot further than that. Did you know, you may have known, but it's always been wild to me that like, because of the way light be working. Yeah. All our stars are things dead. About our, yeah. Like if we had a telescope powerful enough to look at a planet and actually see the surface of the planet from, you know, thousands of light years away or whatever, what we saw the would past. be the past, the past because right. that image, that light is only just now getting to us. So aliens from super far away, if they were able to look at the actual planet of Earth, they might be seeing dinosaurs right yeah, now. Yeah, right, right, and right. And like, that's yes. fucking, that's the goddamn lizard planet. We don't, don't want to go down there. Well, they, exactly. they got murder lizards that on that motherfucker. Us. So, but, but because of that, like... But that shit is so crazy. It, yeah, like you said, most, a lot of the lights we see in the sky from star, stars that are long dead and shit because the light's just now getting here. Dude, space. Wow. Be wild, wow. Dude. So And I so love it so big. much. It's I love, so big. I love both... I know that you you don't like true crime. You only like false crime. Mm-hmm. I like false space false and space. real space. Absolutely, true now, space. false space is my favorite space. Yeah, I, I don't false know. space is one of true, my favorite. True space is wild. True though. space is great. It's it, actually you know what? True space kind of is one of the things that it's it's. I'll read true space stuff, and it's actually wilder than most false space stuff. Absolutely. Because the false space stuff, they try to make it grounded so that human, like, it's still, like, Star Wars is, like, from a galaxy far, far away, but there's still a very, like, you know, it, they still act the way we do on Earth. You know what I mean? Like, it's still grounded in that reality. Like, I can relate to Han Solo. But, like, true space things like such as what you just said about how like if aliens was looking at us they're probably seeing dinosaurs and shit is wild which brings me back to my other point which was i guess if aliens are listening to this podcast me and you are long fucking dead by now Mm -hmm. but it's possible that there's aliens listening to this podcast along with all the humans squirrels uh all that shit yeah we are we are trans species uh, demographic in our fandom, obviously. I, I, I just yeah. need everybody to know that the that the segment history with Professor Cho is very tongue in cheek, and I think everybody knows that I don't know what I'm, the fuck I'm talking about. But I just feel like I need to explain it from time to time that I do. Try, I would never go. I'm going to get this completely wrong mm-hmm. and not know what I'm talking about, but I don't. And so I do. I do. Now, <laughs> now, now, granted, now, granted, to defend myself a little bit, when I was reading some shit about the goddamn Peterloo massacre the other day, I read three different articles about it, and each article had a different number of victims listed. So, like, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even, like, even they, even the ones that you respect, don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So, like, if you're coming to this podcast. For to learn, God help you. <laughs> don't come here for to learn. God help. Don't come no. here for to learn. Come here for to hit. Come here for to hit. Yeah, right. Yeah, that sounds like a nice for it. Come here, to, come here for to hit. Come here for to hit. That go like there for to learn. To, to learn. Yeah. Therefore, go therefore to the places that I barely listen to in order to hit to learn. But even then, they might be wrong. So. Yeah. 
we don't know what we mean. Well, it's why, you know, history be that way where it's like stuff, especially old history, like when we're talking about like know. Nero and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of that, it's like we only have the sources that we have. Right. It's the motherfuckers that wrote it down. Hey, who but were the winners? Time, but a lot of times it's like, we don't know that any of this shit actually happened. Right. Like, oh, Herodocles or whatever yeah. might have just made up some shit that hits. Oh, uh, yes, or like Herodocles. Some, or some shit he heard. That Is that a real hit. person? Uh, no, I don't think so. But they had names like that, like the historians. I from want Rome. us to have a T-shirt that just says Herodocles with a question mark. Yeah, right. But they, they, like them Roman historians, they had names like that. Yeah, they did. You know, Paratrucus and yeah, fucking Paratru- Herodocles. <laughs> that was the first fucking, guy to jump out of a plane. Yeah, Biggest Dickus and stuff yeah, like that. Biggest Dickus. That's from the Monty Python movie. Oh, that's true. right, Life of Brian. Yeah, Life of Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Life of Brian. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life of Brian. Uh, movie so great, so great. Fucking. Um, but I just want to do that disclaimer that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about and we speak out of our butt. But it's yeah, going like, to be we, shocking to a well, lot of people. Well, we hit at it. Yeah, no, Heracles, I know that's Hercules, right? Yeah, it's the other name for Hercules. Herodotus, oh, I, I just, you know, made up. Did you I, know that a lot of Greek gods, just Roman gods, is just Greek gods that they gave different, different names really? to? They, like, stole their gods, but gave them different names. And I don't know if they were like, these names hit harder. Right. I mean, like, why would they like give them a name the, that... I like all the stuff that they're up to. Hercules but, hits harder than Heracles. I know. A lot of times it'd be, it, it be like that with these names like Ares and Mars are the same thing. Uh, Jupiter, I think, is is Zeus, I think. Uh, Jupiter is Zeus? I think so. I think Jupiter is Zeus. Yeah. And then... And how used, pumped are you that Zeus is in the MCU now? Yeah, Russell Crowe. Fuck. Uh, oh, it's Her- Zeus and also Hercules. Yeah. Which is, he's here, he's there, he's, he's every fucking where. Roy, Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Super I'm so, pumped by I'm that. so excited. But yeah, I used to be real into that mythology thing, but I forgot most of it. You know how that be. Well, it's bullshit. Sisyphus, that was my dude. You know who Sisyphus is? Uh Oh, that's the My oh, that's the god of dick pus, right? No, no. <laughs> Sisyphus is the man's that was uh, cursed to just push a boulder up a hill. Oh yeah, I know that guy because I feel yeah. like I just relate to it a lot. What if he just like didn't? in show business and all that stuff? It's just like yeah, that's right. just what we do. Just keep pushing that boulder. You but know what? what I mean? That's a good question. Why don't he just not do it? I don't know. I guess because he get a lightning bolt shoved up his ass. Cool. Just yeah. do that. I'd rather do that than work. Because the, well, the lightning bolt wouldn't kill him, and then they just lightning bolt his ass for all of eternity. For all eternity. So, like, that's it's the like, best he can be, hope for. I'd rather is to be put, pushing this rock than getting sodomized by lightning. Buddy, you've all never. The time. That, that, there has never been a more apt metaphor for what my career is. I know, that's what I'm saying. And again, I. Like, I mean, it's like I could be getting a boulder smashed on my head, I guess. But like, yeah, it's just constantly like you get to the top of the hill and they're like, now do that again. Yeah, like, no, never mind. None of this hits. Start yeah. over. Here's a go. bigger boulder. Yeah. You guys ever read Dante's Inferno? No, no but I've told people I do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the video guy. Yeah. yeah. It's wild, wild video stuff. Pretty kick ass. Yeah. Very wild stuff. What was it about hell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the yeah. circles. The of circles, hell. seven yeah, yeah. circles, the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just funny to think you know, about. You know what's interesting is the the most, the, like the lowest circle is actually frozen. Really? Yeah. It's weird. And, and there's a giant dragon that's like flapping its wings and keeping everything frozen. Just being metal as fuck. Yeah. A lot of the metal as fuck imagery fuck yeah. surrounding hell, I believe, actually comes for from sure. Dante's for Inferno. Sure. For sure. More so than anything else. Yeah. It's like more so than in the Bible or whatever. Well, in the it's, Bible, you know, the devil is... A beautiful angel, 
Right. Do you not know, what a about, demonic? Well, what about angels in the Bible? Uh, they are demons. Try to Google like accurate angels or accurate biblical angels or yeah, something like, like that. They got like 90, 900 teeth and shit. They're just made out of like floating eyeballs and fucking mm-hmm. whatever else. They're not just like, you know, shredded dudes with which, halos and white feather wings. Which and is stuff. like even like, more proof that like so much of the Bible was just a bunch of Jews on a mescaline trip. Right, yeah, I've always liked that theory that like they well, it was like where a lot of the Bible got written. There were Mount Sinai, and there was a bunch of mushrooms there were, grew there. So or something. Ma- Mount Sinai, so they were all just tripping balls the whole time. Mount Sinai, which is like very close to where Moses and the burning bush story comes from, they also have like one of the world's largest uh, populations of of psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're hungry. You've been running through the desert for four years. You eat a bunch of mushrooms. And you're like, God damn, that bush is on fire and talking to me. So look at this picture Russ pulled up. Go back over there, Russ. This ain't the thing I was talking about. Like the ones where it's like if... Bald eagle. If I, Yeah, like look at this <laughs> angel, dude. <laughs> Fuck this it, is gave metal. An, it's so metal. He's it's got a bald eagle on one arm, some other kind this is of... This Trump's... Uh, angel right it there, is yeah. trump's type of thing yeah where it's like i'm surprised he's not chest. also scoring a touchdown yeah right somehow in this or firing an assault rifle into the air kicking a vietnamese guy in the nuts it does seem to be missing an american flag somewhere mm. although i guess oh, with the implied. bald eagle it's yeah. implied the whole thing's implied you see it's the like, dragon I, of course top? i see the yeah, dragon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the Seems whole thing like is a dragon right, there's right, some right. souls of the damned going on Jeez. see i feel Little like cherub angels you a cherub i am a cherub i feel like this whole thing is portrayed in the bosom of the dragon you see what i'm saying okay like there's the dragon and then all this metal shit is in the bosom of the dragon bosoms were big back then do you know that yeah bosoms big now bosoms ain't never went nowhere but yeah they were different they were different back then though like a bosom like a man had a bosom you know like a bosom wasn't like, oh, look at him bosoms. Look at that bitch's bosom. You know what I mean? Bosom was like a comforting thing. Like he he slept in Abraham's bosom for an hour. He held him in his bosom. What was that ninety songs? Like everybody Pull needs your bosom a bosom out, bitch. No, no. Oh. Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. Everybody needs a bosom. Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. You're singing it like Tracy Chapman. Is it Tracy Chapman? Scheme pull a rasher on a 45, and it's a beam bowl of bashers on a 45. Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. Everybody needs a bosom. Yeah. I don't know that one. You don't know the fucking no. Even the on a forty-five. You don't remember I don't that think song? So you you're Rush, singing it you like Tracy Chapman. That's oh, fine. Way. I feel like that's sort no. of how it sounds. Russ, do you know the song? No. She had a what? big bosom. This is like that was a ticket to win. I mean, obviously, it wasn't fucking. It wasn't on. It wasn't semi-charmed life for brimful brim full of, of Asha. Brimful of Asha on a forty-five. Yeah, I don't know. What I don't the know fuck. if I know that. Here's the here's the lyrics. Brim full of ash on the 45. Well, it's a brim full of ash on the 45. What does that mean? Uh, I have absolutely no idea, but I can't. And dancing behind the movie scenes, behind those movie scenes. She's the one that keeps I can't the believe. Alive. Yeah, and see down there at the bottom, everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. Everybody needs what a bosom. What the fuck? Mine's on the 45. Is that a gun? I don't know, dude. I don't know what any this of it means. This song is insane. I haven't I don't thought know. about it in years. It just popped in my head. You were talking about bosoms. I'm. Shocked that neither one of y'all seventy-seven thousand piece orchestra set. Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. Mine's on the RPM. It's it, just gibberish. Yeah, 
Is RPM a like but this, this is like one of fucking uh uh homeboy from this is like one of LP's verses in a Run the Jewels song. You know what I mean? Where you're like, this don't make any sense, but it fucking hits for me. Yeah, I, I don't know. It says it refers to Asha Bosley, but the word also means hope. It's, a, it's about an Indian listening to Asha's filmy music amidst those tough times as a way to hold on to hope and find joy in a tough existence. 90s was wild, dog. So it's about an Indian trying not to kill himself? Because of Asha, a brimful of Asha. I don't know. I just I, I didn't realize I didn't realize that people didn't remember a British alt rock band. Corner Shop. by film culture in India. I wonder if Tushar knows this song. Call him. That's our Indian buddy. Yeah, call him up. Okay, y'all yeah, call him. Hang yeah, on. do it. Call Tushar. <laughs> He's our one if Indian you, buddy. We got dude, at him. And just say, do you know? Tell me about a brimful of Asha. If that motherfucker can't. Then we'll cut this, but like I have a good feeling. No, I bet he don't know it. I don't know. Well, it was like British people talking about Indians. You know what I mean? It's, it's not true. like from there. But you know it. It was on the radio. Well, like, I know. It, so I, why like, wouldn't Tushar know it? I don't know. He ain't gonna pick up. No, he's not. Don't hit. I, I hope that he calls us back in the working. middle of next episode, and we can just fucking answer right. then. So anyway, I'm sorry to derail that. No, that's we were okay. Talking that's about good. bosoms, and I was that like, that was awesome. Awesome. Oh, that's I, We were talking about bosoms because I derailed us talking about bosoms for the record. Yeah, but that's not wrong with that. Happens yeah. often. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. it's true. It sure does. What were we talking about that led us to bosom? I, I have completely forgotten. So let's just all right. Well, first of all, we haven't even set up on the oh right angels on the show tonight. Uh, Venn diagram, fancy and trash overlap. This actually, I need to credit a YouTube fan. It was a uh, Ranker Stanker. <laughs> Ranker Stanker Two on in the YouTube. Rank. Yeah, one in the stank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we think they mean by that. They like go to skate and that was, I was about to say, that's what we used to say when we went to the skate and rank. Two yeah. in the rank, one in the stank. Yeah, but like, what do you think they're going for there? Ranker Stanker? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang oh, on. Is it too sharp? Too sharp, yeah, hang on. Oh, God, please. I. Tushar. Hey, buddy. Hey, you're on putting on airs with me and Corey. Don't say anything racist. Yeah, not right now. Uh, you can text. Right, I got to go. You can text. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you remember? Hold the, it closer to the mic. You remember the 90s song, uh, Brim Full of Asha? Does that sound familiar to you? Nope. Okay, what about this? It's like, it's a brim full of Asher on a 45, and it's a brim full of Asher on a 45. Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. Everybody needs a bosom. Nothing. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Okay. It's Indian stuff. Because the reason we called you, of course, is because you're our Indian buddy. And we looked it up. We're like, what the fuck is that song about? And we looked it up. And according to the internet, the song is about, I quote to you, an Indian listening to Asha's filmy music amidst those tough times as a way to hold on to hope and find joy in a tough existence. And the whole thing is uh, inspired by Bollywood and Indian stuff. Uh, so if it's the same Asha, there's a huge song artist named Asha Bosley. That is it. That's yeah. actually what it says. Asha Bosley. Yeah. Yeah, and she's one of those recording, like, she was, like, for 60, 70 years was, like, the person that sang for every single Bollywood song. I'm not familiar with the song, but... That, so she's, that like, the sense. Barbara Streisand of India? Mm-hmm. Something like, yeah, something like that. All right. Is she here for you? 
She hits. <laughs> <laughs> she does. How was her bosom? Did her bosom I hit? Mean, I'm I'm presume she had some heavies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> some heavies. Some heavies. She had some heavies. I had some clangers. Some clangers. Yeah, but no, but this was of course a British like white boy band just singing uh, about y'all stuff and they got a minor hit out of it in the 90s but as oh, soon as we looked nice. up found out what it was Corey's like call Tushar <laughs> he'll know <laughs> and you did kind of know yeah right he you knew got, more than we did yeah you got us That's to Asha Bosley <laughs> I do surprise myself with uh, Indian facts sometimes <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you we love you yeah love buddy alright well we'll talk soon we'll talk country music for too long yeah, for sure. Love you guys. Right, Later, brother. Nice. Well, that was pleasant. That was good. We should call Too Sure with more Indian yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Never plan it. No. I don't like planning it. No. Like, don't tell Too Sure we're going to call him because you know that he will sit there all fucking day and did be like. Did you see me, like, right when I went to answer my phone? <laughs> did you see me go, like, like, I said, because like, <laughs> I was like, oh, God, dude. No telling what this motherfucker's about to say. <laughs> like, I'm surprised he didn't just open with white power. <laughs> so he, Tushar. I can't either. Like, we're too close with it either. Tushar, uh, just so everybody out there in Airheads world knows, Tushar used to love to do this thing. I'm sure he still does. We just haven't all hung out together in a while, regrettably. He lives in New York. But uh, he used to love to do this thing when we were all at a bar. And he was with us. He would like, he would yell white power. And then, and then duck. Like, and then like duck. We might, so like everybody turns around. It's like they all think it was one of us yeah. who yelled white power. Like he would do shit like that. He thought it was hilarious. That is hilarious. Because that's just, I mean, yeah, it ain't not hilarious. Two shards sure. like your girlfriend when she starts talking to shit to some dude at the bar, completely forgetting that you're going to be the one that has right. to fight this right. motherfucker afterwards. Yeah. He did that yeah, to I don't us, think he forgets. He just don't, don't give, give a, a fuck. fuck. <laughs> it's, just, it's funny to him. Yeah. That's all there is to it. All right. Well, Okay, so anyway, I think I was in the middle of saying, we're a bit off the rails in this episode. Uh, what are we doing? I think I was in the middle of saying that the Venn diagram, Fancy and Trash, this is an idea credited to Rinker Stinker on YouTube. Thank you, Rinker Stinker. Thank you, Rinker Stinker. Wonderful name, too. Uh, yard games. Mm -hmm. Games that people play in the yard. So, like, fancy people, you think, like, fancy British fops with top hats and shit. They're, what are they doing hey, in the yard, Joe? What are they doing in the yard? Croquet. Croquet. Yeah. Shit like that. So we'll talk about some croquet and some other fancy... Lawn bowling. That one too. Yes, two of the biggest ones. And if you got a big-ass yard, you play a regular sport, but on a horse. Yeah, right. You know, add bowling. a horse to it. Add a horse to it. Never take away a Never horse. Never take away a horse. Only add a horse. We've covered that before. Adding a horse makes it fancy. Uh, you would, If you want to trash it up, you subtract the horse. And then, of course... Eight thousand beetles. Uh, of course, uh, I think it was twenty six hundred beetles. Twenty six hundred beetles. Anyway, it's probably more. But we're talking about big beetles, like yeah, right. dung beetles, like yeah. the big fucking rhino Gum beetles. beetles. Dung is dung, what I said. Dung beetles. But I, really, those rhino beetles. Yeah. Anyway, and then of course, trash. They love yard games too, like the butt fucking one that we all know and love, cornhole, mm -hmm. and some other stuff. So we're Flipping about, off the cops. We talk about front the, yard. Talk about that a little later. And then history professor. It's actually not really history professor Cho. No, we're doing it's a different thing today. We're uh, you. You mentioned uh, pop culture with paparazzo Cho. Pop culture with paparazzo Cho. Cho. I enjoy that. I really do. Uh, and today, what I would like to discuss, I would like to have a loose conversation about the 
sort of fad with having a pompous British man in a black Armani T-shirt judging people on television. Mm, that so does hit for them. It hits for them so well, hard. It hits for us. Yep. It no, hits it, hits, for it, yeah, right. it seems to hit for everybody. Right. It seems to hit for everybody. Just like but something about a Brit being a dick. A Brit being a dick. It really hits for and, people. And that, that archetype, the archetype of one... Uh, Paul Hollywood won Simon Cowell, and also I would throw in there Gordon Ramsay. So, since we're talking about Gordon Ramsay a little bit later, this is a total coincidence. I saw earlier today, y'all have both seen it now. Apparently, Gordon Ramsay's in some shit right now. Now, of course, when y'all see this in the future, you know, we're in the past right now as you're watching this. This is like just now happening. Gordon Ramsay, who is he's kind of getting into the aging lesbian phase of his white man, dude. (laughs) They do. Aging white man. They Greg sort of, Norman looks like a lesbian. They sort of start to look like old lesbians. Yep. There's nothing, you know, I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that. Fine. It's fine. I love old lesbians. It's just why well, A lot of them come to our shows, they super hit for me. My mom's an old lesbian. But a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, Gordon Ramsay's in some shit right now because he posted this video to TikTok. And go ahead and play it, Russ. Airheads, the nights are getting longer, but the breeze ain't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. You know what's happening. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life, and that's especially true in the bedroom when it's time to step up to the plate, a.k.a. crotch. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Trey Neal, tell them all about Blue Chew, baby. Yeah, crotch is the plate, winner's the bat. You guys get it. Mm -hmm. A lot of winner talk here. On this edition of POA, Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. You can plan ahead or you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises, a wiener opportunity, that is. The process is very simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers once you're approved. You'll receive your prescription within days. The best part is that it's all done on the computer down there on the internet there. You ain't got to go to the doctor's office. You ain't got to have any awkward conversations about your wainer. You ain't got to wait in line at the pharmacy, run into your high school principal. You ain't got to do none of that stuff. Blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the U.S. of A., prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Cho gets his package every single month, don't you? Sure do. My package of weenie stiffeners. And I never thought that I'd be the type of person to use a weenie stiffener because I thought my weenie get plenty stiff on its own. And I mean, it do, but it's just an extra oomph. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like when I'm when I'm using Blue Chew, it's like I've been uh, have, playing with a weighted bat. Then I take it off and just pow, right out the park. You know what I'm saying? I know my wife ain't going to let me go without it. And why would she? It is a guaranteed good time. My favorite weenie stiffener in the game you owe it to yourself fellas if your wife uh if you love your wife and she ain't had one thrown to her like you used to back in your 20s well i tell you what now you can get it her her back blown out without blowing out yours you know what i'm saying wonderful stuff trey how can i get a good deal if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform chew it and do it baby have better sex we've got a very special deal for our listeners, you can try Blue Chew for free when you use the promo code POA at checkout. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. $5 shipping, that ain't nothing. That's bluechew.com, promo code POA to receive your first month for free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for continuing to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> hey, listen, 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 listen. 
So for people that are just listening, I know you heard what he was saying. He's in a sheep paddock. Yeah. Or a paddock. Lamb, sorry, lambs. Lamb paddock. Lambs yeah. specifically, not sheep, not full grown sheep. The babies specifically. Which, it's lambs, harder. Which like, dude, here's the thing. It's just eating babies, animal babies. It's unbelievable. It's, it's so good, the, man. But they're just more tender, dude, whatever. Like it just is what it is. But he's in this lamb paddock, picking out a lamb to slaughter and eat, and taking such. Obvious delight in the process. He's rubbing his hands together. Oh, yummy, 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 yummy. Who's going in the oven first? You. Yeah. You are. And he's like, I'm going to eat you. And it's like, it. I could not possibly love it more. So I'm continuously outing myself further as this monster. But I'm with I you. I'm a monster in this love regard. Love this. There's only a. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's so great. And a lot of the internet really did not appreciate it at all. Well, there's only a couple ways that you can look at this. And here are those two ways. If you are someone, if you are someone who hates that people slaughter lambs to eat, you don't, even if he didn't do this, what he was doing wouldn't hit for them. Like if he was just like, like if he didn't make this big spectacle about it, the part that's bad is the killing it. Not They don't know that he's fucking taunting them and none of that shit. And right, yeah, that's actually true. It's like it ain't like they can understand. They don't fucking English. know. They don't know. They're just so, like bah. they they have no bah. fucking idea. So if you're are if you're someone who the sheer act of someone eating a lamb uh don't hit for you, then all of this is it's apropos. It's just ancillary. It's, it's, ancil- like, it's right. completely ancillary. And if you're someone... Eating it at all is the, uh, the only problem. The only problem. Taunting it before you eat Who it gives doesn't a matter because and, it, it doesn't... It's brain don't hit. It can't... It don't know what you're saying to it. And on the other you hand... You could be doing the opposite thing. You could be doing like, listen, I just want to pay you my respects. I greatly appreciate what, <laughs> what you've brought to this earth and your value of your mate and all this. And Lamb would, and Lamb would just be sitting there like... Bah. Right. right. I have no fucking idea. Bam, now, bam, on, bam. The, on the adverse of that, if you're someone who is totally fine with eating baby animals, i.e. me, mm-hmm. us, all day, and you look at that and you go, I mean, I'm I'm all for eating baby animals, but I don't think you have to be so rude and brash about it. Fuck you. At least this man is being honest about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The way that he is treating these lambs right now is exactly the way that we feel about it. When we order lamb on a fucking menu, we're just like, oh, right. Right. You're sitting what at your was table his like, name? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Gary was love that? its mother. I hope he did. <laughs> yeah. So, like, dude, if you're in the lamb killing world, fucking show your ass, man. You know what I mean? This super hits for me. I he's fucking I love Gordon Ramsay. Well, he's acting like like a fairy tale villain. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? He's like a witch. Taught it to the tracks. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, it's just like, like who, who am I going to eat first? Yeah. You little puppeteers. Like, we do it when we walk into the... Get in the, the s- oven, love. You know, it's like a witch from a fucking, you know, Grimm's fairy tale. What are we doing when we Which walk in... great. What are we doing when we walk into the fucking seafood restaurant and walk past the lobster tank? Every single one of the, us are just Which, going like... Which, like you said about him being honest, like, look... We're if savages. You're, if you're a vegan for moral purposes and you have been for a long time. Well, this is horrible. It don't matter how, how long you have been. Then, of course, you're going to be hugely bothered by this. And that's fine. That's your prerogative. Also, I'll acknowledge you got a lot of very good arguments that I can't really argue against. Oh, I, I agree that. fundamentally but, with vegans. But, I just can't do it. But, yes, if you're not one of those. If you 
eat meat at all, this should not bother you in the no, least it bit. Can't. Because it's like it it's kind of like you just acknowledging as long as I lie to myself about what's on my plate, right. then everything's fine. Yeah. But when you remind me that they're baby sheep, they're little baby sheep, well, now I'm sad about it. This like, song's going to end, bitch. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lamb chop reference, yeah. yeah. The song that never ends hey. till I eat your butt. Well, eat your butt meat. I bet, I bet a lamb's you know asshole, if you fried it, would be good. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, you can eat asshole. There's some assholes you eat, I think. Yeah, squirrels. I've eaten plenty of them. At squirrel assholes? No, assholes that you eat. Oh, they're oh, assholes. I see. And I ate them. I see. You ever ate squirrel? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Squirrel chili. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'll do it again right Little now. Little gamey. I'll do it in front of you. Yeah. I well, I fuck. would eat a squirrel. I, I, <laughs> dude, I, I think that ducks are cute and capable of love. And, and you were just talking last night off mic, I think, about how you're about to start murdering them all. Oh, dude. All of them. Yeah. yeah, I'm going duck hunting, and, like, uh, per my buddy, I stand to, like, get a haul of, like, 200 ducks, but I'm going to eat them. And the ducks that I don't eat, I'm going to send to other people who will eat them. I have zero problem with that. Zero problem with if you kill something and eat it, that's what we're doing here. But one thing, Gordon Ramsay's on your list of people today. He, yeah, like he wasn't. Gonna, I want to talk about him more now. He, he probably will come up later, but we can. If he doesn't have to, if we want to just talk about him right now. Well, just one thing he I was is that say, archetype, though. For sure, he's that archetype. But one thing that I've noticed about like a lot of big time chefs is they don't. There are like vegan ones, but most of the huge ones are not. But they seem to have a not. They like. I don't know. They just don't really play the whole vegan no, thing. They like don't. if you're on that level of yeah. like the culinary world, it's like, listen, I'm a fuck with meat. And also yeah. the thing I respect about a lot of them is like a lot they know about like butchery. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like they know about yeah. cleaning an animal and the best parts of the meat yeah. and how it's all supposed to work and all that shit. And it's like making stocks, taking and it's their like, bones. That's fucking real talk. Dude, yeah. it's great. Yeah, we make their bones, so we take their bones and make waterhead harder. Like, I have no problem with any of that. Because like, yeah, a dude like Gordon Ramsay. Like it's so brutal. I mean, like no, but, but if you're killing, it's, it's less vain that it dies in. Of course, you know it's what I mean. To like, use every part of the animal. Like, Dude, I, I'm all for it. I'm just saying, like, just thinking about it from their perspective, how yeah. wild it is. It's like he turned my bones into soup. soup. Yeah, I think that like if you kill an animal just to wear it as a coat, if you're rich, but it's like back in the day, like. <clears throat> Pilgrims and like it was practical, right? It was practical. Like if you could, God forbid, kill a bear or something, like you needed that to make your jacket. Now, obviously, nowadays there's faux fur and all that stuff. So, like, I do disagree with that. Unless whatever animal you're killing for that fur jacket, you also eat. If you do that shit, then it's like, yeah, well, don't waste the the fur too. You know what I mean? Use every single bit of that motherfucker. And there's a lot of people, and I'd say Gordon Ramsay, who like. When he kills a chicken or has a chicken killed for him, he's like, I've got a fucking use for every single part of this fucking chicken, which to me is less of it dying in vain. All right. Well, since we're talking about on this, I'm just, again, continue to out myself further. And I've heard other people say this, too, but it's how I've always felt about it. We should strive to be as humane as possible to these creatures. They shouldn't suffer unduly. I agree with all that completely. But as far as, like, the idea that there's some inherent difference between... Like when we were hunter gatherers and killing them with spears and eating them versus us eating them now, I don't really buy because to me, that's part of our evolution as a species. Like we're still all in the food chain. We just hit so much harder than them that we figured out how to like 
farm them and fucking, you know, mass produce them as such that we could, you know, continue to eat their flesh and make soup out of their bones. And it's like, that's part of the natural that's, order, that's in my opinion. That's, that's just, just the deal. Like, and it's like, well, we, we don't, we, dude, we, the fact that we were eating animals back in the day when we was in caves and shit, it's like, no, I mean, it. I just don't find it unnatural. You well, know what I mean? We're omnivores. We, we're the apex predator on planet Earth. We go eat them. Also, we go eat them. Also, you would be hard <laughs> like, pressed to find a vegan who, if you looked at that vegan in the face and said, "Hey, why don't you try to talk an owl?" Out of eating a baby eagle, then right. they don't have to do that. That owl has just as much accessibility to vegetables as we do, arguably more, because it can just fly over and fuck with vegetable gardens that it didn't even take the time to fucking plant. An owl can go eat a bunch of these vegetables, but they don't because it's in their nature to eat a baby fucking eagle because that shit hits for them, meaning that it's not a morality play here. It's a nature play. So if nature itself is not moral, which it's not at all. Why the fuck do I have to be moral to nature? That's right. Suck not, my dick. That nature is not moral. There's no room for love in nature, Cho. It's all brutality and survival. There's love That's within the world. I'm just There's saying. Love within the world. I'm just saying, like, they're savages to their, like, they, every animal is a predator of something. Right. Well, like the other day, a video went viral of these kids in like a third world country. I can't remember which one. Rescuing a dog. How many third world countries are there? A bunch. Rescuing. Is it a, mostly third re- world countries? Like statistically, probably, I guess, just because how many countries there are. Most places <laughs> don't hit. No. Uh, you know, bless your hearts. But uh, rescuing a dog from a big ass python and like they should have. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have, but at the same time, it's like that Python is just doing, doing Python, Python shit. Yeah. Like that's all it's and doing. And don't risk your life. It's not like, you know, it's just, that's how they be. Dude. They choke if, stuff to death and then try to eat them. If my you know, dog. Like, it's just, that's the way the world works. Right. If you're out in nature, you know, like if my dog was, if, being, they do, if he was doing it to a sloth or something, they, nobody would give a fuck. But probably. Not at all. Not dude, but, you know, And that's the point that I'm trying to make is that like, Animals eat other animals. We're animals. We're eating the other animals. There's no fucking dip. Like, yeah, those like a vegan like is not going to watch a National Geographic video of a fucking lion eating a wildebeest and and go like, can you believe this fucking fascist lion eating this wildebeest? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, no, that's a fucking lion. Well, why? That's a lion. That's what lions do. Well, fucking this is what we do. We fucking eat chickens and shit. You know what I'm saying? I think their argument is that we should have, in their eyes, evolved to a point where we realize we don't necessarily have to. And also, I've always said, by the way, if if they figure out this lab-grown meat shit where it's like meat that tastes like meat, but it's not from an actual animal, I'm I'm done. I'm good. I'll never eat another thing with a face again as long as I live. But until then, I'm eating faces and babies and all that shit. But I hope they come out with it. Me too. And then that'll be fine with me. I'll have no problem with that. Now, let me be clear. I don't mean almost as good as because there is some things out mm-hmm. there that it's like this is almost as good as where i'm talking like tofurkey yeah if good they f- if they truly if they truly can put a tomahawk ribeye in front of me and have me eat it and then at the end go would you believe that that wasn't actually meat and me with a straight face go actually i couldn't believe that i'll fucking do it that thing, I'll that whole idea it. actually hits super hard I love for me it. because the way technology is and bro. stuff, it's like unlimited steak. If they could, the price point, 
it, theoretically, they could get to a point where they can mass produce stuff that literally tastes like Wagyu beef yeah. or whatever, but it's much cheaper and then because everybody they can, can have do it. it. It's like, that's what's up. Dude, I'm all for that. But again, we're not at that point. No. Like, we're not at that point at all. Like, you know, I did vegan for a month, uh, like not from a moral standpoint. I there's Sometimes I like to test myself. And I didn't have the worst time. Like, there are a lot of good options out there for, for vegan things, but like, they're not like, they're not... Um, uh, up to par on hot dogs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like they can't. I feel like it's a very cho thing yeah. to like seek out and then disparage vegan, vegan hot dogs. Yeah. You're like, what was I supposed to do? Not eat hot dogs? I can't go a whole month without a hot dog. I can't go two days without a hot well, dog. Well, here's my thing. But I'm being vegan, so. <laughs> here's, here's my thing. In my mind, I was like, well, hot dogs is barely real anyways. So if you're doing a That's fake. That's ain't it? It is buttholes. So I'm like, if you're doing a fake version of a thing that's barely real anyways, I bet they could figure out a way to nail it. Like, I bet this vegan hot dog probably still kind of tastes like a hot dog. And I say that because to this day, I exclusively use vegan cream cheese because when I was vegan, I had this brand of vegan cream cheese that I find tastes better. I like the consistency. It's made with like coconut milk and shit. I fucking just like it. Like I'm not vegan anymore. I'm not doing it for any dietary or moral reasons. I just like, so I was like, okay, they've done this that hits for me. I bet they're hot. Fucking boiled garbage, dude. Like I would like the whole time I'm eating this fucking vegan hot dog. I'm like, I would genuinely rather just have lettuce. Like, I'd rather just have lettuce and a plate of vegetables. Like, this tastes like fucking shit. But if they do get to the point where I am i don't know the difference between a Nathan's Frank and a vegan Frank, I'm fucking in. I will join the progressives. I will be... Th- I will. And I know that you will too, but, like, we ain't there, dog. No. We ain't fucking there, and I need that Wagyu beef. Bring on I me. need a tomahawk fucking ribeye, and I don't mind knowing that it was a baby. Mm-mm. No, baby's hip. No, oh, so hard. How Eight. much lamb did we have when we were in Europe? So much lamb. So great, wasn't Smashed. it? Smashed. Oh. All right, y'all. Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. That's right. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code POA. If you're unfamiliar with Manscaped, my buddy the Cho would love to educate you on these fine products. Okay, as someone who, y'all know I'm bald. You know, I try to hide it, but I'm bald. bald. I have always just used the same clipper for my head that I used on my nads. And now with Manscaped, I don't. And I didn't see the point in not doing that. And then Manscaped sends me this thing. And what it is, is like, it's the regular type deal. But then there's also this like little rubber thing in it that's like a guard that just makes it a super smooth experience. And it pretty much gets it down to like, you know, a zero. Like it's, it's, it's good and bald but slick and not itchy you know what i'm saying and it also comes with this ball toner which is like um it's like deodorant for your nuts that i'm sure you're going to talk about here in the bullet points tray but like i need to speak on that and let y'all know that it is to me the best thing that ever happened my balls because everybody knows this 
when your balls, you could wash your balls, and the second you get out of the shower, within five minutes, they are right back to smelling like balls. Well, with this stuff, they do not smell like balls at all, all day. I walk a lot. I sweat a lot down there. I use this ball toner. I'm good to go. I'm not pulling my britches down and having my wife be like, oh, my God, what have you done? Like, it is just, I cannot say enough good things about our friends over at Manscaped. Trey, tell them a little bit more about it. All right, well, so there's the crown jewel of caring for your family jewels, the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0, which aligns your entire hygiene routine all in one fell swoop. Inside the 10-part Platinum Package is everything you know and love about the Performance Package, plus some shower goodies intended to elevate your grooming game. There's, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, which both protect your delicate parts and holes, the most delicate of holes, everybody. In addition to shaving, you can upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner. Don't forget to apply the Aluminum-Free Ultra Premium Deodorant. But we shouldn't save a signature scent just for our pits. They've also got the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, as Corey just Mm -hmm. uh, hit you with. They got everything you can need, so get the Platinum Package this fall. These products are guaranteed to be hits for your dangly bits. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code POA. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code POA. Manscaped, clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunks. Time to shine. Tone them balls, baby. Tone them up. Yeah, so my segment on this episode, Venn Diagram, Fancy and Trash. We're talking about yard games. Thank you, Rinker Stinker, for the uh, suggestion. So, yeah, you think of fancy people in yard games. I've, to me, first one pops in my head, croquet, for like sure. you said earlier. Croquet originated in uh, the 1850s okay. in London, London played primarily right. by the affluent and the wealthy of the all day. Right. Which it's is disputed. a bit like polo and golf at the same time, isn't it? A bit like it, yes. Yeah, right. It's disputed the origin of it, and I've. Well, let me just explain it first. A lot of people say it comes from a game called Pall Mall. That's the English version. It's Pall Mall. I don't know how to do it. the cigarettes. Yeah, but it was a French game called P A I L L E. Would you pay a my a? We play the pimme. We will get pimme. Yes, we play this. The Americans don't they stink? Yeah, yeah, right. So that, which is derived from the Latin words for ball and mallet, right? But other people say that it comes from an Irish game called crookie. 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 We play some well, crookie in the yard. Yeah, right. Let's see. Oh, Ireland. Crookie. Ireland on the That's Emerald Isle over there. The play, play some crookie in the yard. I like yard games, don't I? Uh, yeah. That's where all the potatoes are. <laughs> not anymore. They, oh, talk, they stole not. them from us. I believe it's a famine. Uh, and then, uh, so anyway, crookie, people debate whether it came from crookie or whether it came from Pall Mall. But either way, it got it came to England in the 1850s and immediately took off with the fancy people. It exploded in popularity throughout the 1860s and 70s. And uh, and spread around, you know, England, they had a whole empire. You know, that was their whole deal. Yeah, I've heard of that. So, croquet traveled the world. Right. You know, because the sun never set on that motherfucker. Right. So, like, croquet started being played in all these other places, and it was a huge sport, but... It's so wild to think about the sun never setting on our empire. Yeah. Yeah, it is wild. But then it died out, and it had, like, it was a fad for a while, but it's long since died out. In, like, the early 1900s, it was pretty much passe. Was People it ever in the Olympics? It. 
Uh, that I don't know, but it got... Do you know what they attribute the fall of croquet to? The rise of another sport. Soccer. Uh, no, so- soccer had been around. Oh, okay, okay, like, okay. Uh, polo. Uh-uh. Oh, okay, all right. Um, is it also with golf? Mm-mm. Okay. It's funny because I wouldn't think of it of a of a lawn of, of a lawn sport, but apparently originated as a bowling? lawn sport. And in fact, we're gonna get to lawn, lawn bowling, bowling, but that's not it. Lawn tennis. Oh right. Which actually is just tennis. Tennis, right. But like tennis used to be a yard game right. specifically. Because that was the they, played they it didn't in, have a court, it was just grass. They played it in the lawn and it was called lawn tennis before it expanded and became, you know, Venus and Serena and them and right. the tennis tennis the tennis the tennis that we know today. But yes, they have other fancy yard games too, like lawn bowling, a sport and that's that's also related to bocce ball. Right. The Italian version of bocce it. Bocce ball is when you throw a ball at other balls and you'd want the balls to go different places right that's actually that's actually how lawn bowling works too you oh i thought it was just pins and it's not i thought that too but it's not lawn bowling you want to you roll a ball the idea being that it stops as close as possible to a smaller ball called a jack or a kitty okay so you're not knocking down pins in the yard it's like bocce ball where you're trying to throw it's in like it's also like a shuffleboard and and um Quarters and also, um, you throw them against the thing. And, um, uh, fucking curling. 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 Right. <sighs> yes. I was about to have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> curling seems like it would hit, I think. Except I hate cold. I hate the cold. But, you, but, uh, but I feel like if you're a cold person, if you're from the cold white north... It feels like it's like bowling or something for them. Well, like it seems like you could get drunk and do it as long as you're able to walk on ice, which I'm not. But also, like <laughs> if you've ever been ice skating, you're not really that cold. Right. Like the the ice is cold, but like the rest of the place is not. Like if you're outside, sure. But like I would say that most of the dudes in the Olympics aren't because they're not fucking in jackets. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think they're necessarily cold. But like, dude, curling is one of the things that like. Is it just only in the Olympics? Like, when else are motherfuckers no, curling? No, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, I said it was like bowl. I've heard that like in Canada and stuff, they do it all the time. It's like friends going out and bowling together. They'll do that with curling. And they have I people that, that I don't know if brush. that's true. They brush. They brush. That's what I'm saying. Like you got the one guy and then like the brushers. They right. do it the same way. So if you play with like your boys, show, like you're going to have to brush and you're well, going to have to. The only reason I say that is because and then like let it go. You got to like, do all that. We have, you know. I just figured they might do it like shuffleboard where it's like we've got like shuffleboard is very similar to curling. It's just that like you don't have a some bitch up there like swapping the fucking sand and shit like that's a fucking intense. Let's just go hang out as buddies thing to do. I've always wondered how much thought goes into yeah. the sweeping. Yeah, right. Like, because it just seems like they just sweep the fucking shit out of that ice. But then sometimes like, they're like, oh, don't sweep. Yeah, don't right. Sweep. But are they looking at it like, no, barely sweep. Sweep at 60% capacity, guys, because he uh, really put some stink on this one. So, like, it was just like, fucking sweep, sweep, sweep. And then you just stop so, at the same so, time. So, let me uh, speak on authority for this. Yeah, that's what we do. So, like, you know, when you're. So, like, hitting a baseball is arguably the hardest thing in all of sports to do. I, I would say it's it not. Is a, it, there's hard. not an. There's not. Well, an when you think about the fact that the best, the greatest people of three all out time of ten that times. have ever lived, yeah, fail seventy percent of right. the time. It's like I don't think anything else comes close to. And that. if you've ever watched a video like from the umpire's perspective of a fastball coming, oh, it's dude. crazy. So basically, in baseball, a batter first he 
knows what pitch it is before it's even thrown because he's watching the fingers. He's looking at the rotation. There's a lot of tails in a pitcher. He has to make his decision to swing pretty much the second like instantaneous. The second the ball yeah, right. leaves the hand. They have to be predictive. So what I'm suggesting is these curler dudes have a similar eye, the brushers. So as soon as their dude lets go of the thing, they and say how much stink he put on it. Exactly. And, and that they're determines like, so how much brushing they if know. If it's they too much do. stink, they're like, don't brush a lot. Right, but yeah. they go, he didn't put enough stink on it. Brush, motherfucker, brush. And so, yeah. like, as soon as he lets it go, they've got that same sort of like, he didn't put enough stink on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're probably right. No, absolutely. I mean, look at that look dude at it. brushing the fuck out of that shit. Blow. It oh looks fun God, as shit. Hell of a shot. That was amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, curling is unironically one of my favorite I winter Olympic sports. I, I, I love I, But it. every time I watch it, I'm just like, why don't I only watch this once every four years? <laughs> like, it's That's probably the so, charm of the Olympics. For sure, it like. really is. It's like, I wouldn't normally give a fuck about this, but every four right. years it hits. You get sick of it. But so, lawn bowling, yeah, bocce ball, all that. That's another fancy people yard game. This is me being dumb. I'd never once put this together in my entire life. Do you know what the area that that's played on what that's called lawn bowling what they call the area where they play a pitch a bowling green yeah i did know that because uh, uh, biltmore has a bowling green well see i'm the from north tennessee green, and, I, and i was i just thought that's where kentucky trash lived was bowling green i never knew it's that named bowling that. green was like a thing right i thought it was just the name of a place right but yeah it's called a bowling green and i'd never thought about those words in any different way than just yeah kentucky trash oh lawn darts that's a good one yeah well we're getting to that and so let's go ahead and get to it trash yard games wanted to talk about those since rusty's got it pulled up the infamous lawn darts i'm not gonna lie i never played them because they they were out before we got old enough to play because like too many people's in the 70s yeah. got stabbed in the chest. You know how many, and it was kids, and it don't hit when kids die, but it was three kids died. That's it? I know that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I always, in my head, it's like, I. <laughs> well, in my head, I feel like I had gotten the impression that this was just an uh, epidemic of, you know, kids uh, getting speared obviously in the yard. They, obviously, there were white kids. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. And also, a lot of people got injured. You know, you catch a lawn dart to the knee or whatever, that don't hit. <laughs> You know, so but, take this however you will, and I'll stop. Like, dude, you look at those fucking things. I know. Like, of course it's dangerous, but at the same time, well, no, never mind. I, I was, was going to say s- just stay out of the fucking way, but then I think about if Katie was fixing to throw a lawn dart. Yeah, right. I don't know where where's anywhere going? safe. I have no where, idea. Where is safe? Who's to say? There ain't no telling where that motherfucker's so going. So three Sorry, kids Katie. get killed because of a lawn dart, and they outlaw lawn darts. That's interesting. Right. As opposed to other now, things, other things that may or may not kill children, children from time to time, and we're just like, what are you going to do? Larger, yeah, but, but you can still don't... hit as hard as those things. Show. Yeah, right, which is true. You can still get wasted and go to a bar and throw darts, though. And even yeah, that's axes. true. But like, I've been hit in the head with a dart. <laughs> Have y'all not? I had a dart stuck in my head one time. I, nothing has ever checked out more. But no, I've and never, my I've hand, never had a dart did that, stuck didn't you? in my you head the... <laughs> or my head. You haven't. Did you, dude? I feel like you and your friends was wild. Did your friend just throw a dart at your head? Yeah, 
Of course they did. Yeah, but now, also— see, me and my friends, like, care for each other and stuff, n- so we weren't generally throwing darts at each other's heads and queers. shit like that. That ain't it, queers. queers yeah. yeah, sure. No, but y'all also did the thing where you put your hand and they try to throw them between your fingers, right? Never. Yeah, never I've had, once. like, two or three darts stuck right in the palm of my hand. Jeez, you get yeah, drunk. Y'all was wild. You get drunk and it's y'all like— Y'all still are wild. You tr- like you hope that they go for here, you know what I mean? But, like, so many times the, the dart would just get stuck right in my hand. But, like— I could get hit in the head with a dart a million times, and unless it hits me in the temple, like I'm probably gonna live. You take a long dart to the chest, your fucking ass is grass, son. Look at that. Don't hit. No, so that was a big thing back then with the, Robin Hood and the like. What? I'm gonna shave an apple off your head. Mm-hmm. Put this apple on your head, boy. Yeah, I wouldn't go for that either. No. But yeah, no. That's different than what I was doing. Sure. Yeah, no. Very different. It is, yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. You gotta trust a motherfucker a lot. You've so. literally never had a dart in your head. No, I thought we all had dart. I, I, I thought if you grew up in the south, like every, I thought head. everybody in the south had a dart in their head oh, at one point. I'm from but the I north. figured maybe it got like just caught in your head's orbit. Like yeah, right. They were throwing it at the board, but it was just head, floating around. Your my head, head was like and sucked it in. Then it's like, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah my, right. My cousin definitely shot me with BBs a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, my buddy. We one did t- that. Yeah, my buddy. One time, I had to leave to go home for dinner, and he didn't want me to leave his house because we were hitting too hard. And as I was leaving, he shot me in the back with a BB gun seven times. Yeah. Yeah, we shot each other with baby guns and all that stuff. I guess by the time I was playing darts, I was in my 20s. And in my 20s, we weren't like... Uh, we were. We used to play... Um, you know, trying to... Like, explicitly trying to harm one another used in to, the bar. Me and, uh, me and William used to play a game called Meat Cleaver. And so the idea of this game was you had a meat cleaver. Yeah, that makes right? sense. And so you'd pull your hand out and you would try to just barely nick the person's what? arm. Like, you would just sling Dude. it. And one time, I was too fucked up, and I just fucking, like, almost cut his oh hand off. God, and it, it hit one of his veins, and it started, like, uh, blood was like... I don't like that. Yeah, well, I hear you, but, like, that was meat cleavers. You know what I mean? Cool. And so, like, I hit one of his fucking main oh, arteries fuck. or whatever, and he had to go to the hospital well, it's that like night. A thing. I actually have a thing with, like, when it comes to, like, violent movies or murder movies and stuff like that. I don't know what it is. Stabbing, shooting, choking in movies, all that stuff. But like something about slicing. Yeah, I agree. Like when somebody, when you see somebody get like sliced open, I I can't handle that. Yeah, whatever this vein is right here, I hit it with a meat cleaver. Just trying to play an innocent game of meat cleavers. What's the point of, how do you win? Uh, I never thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm being honest with you. Yeah, no, dude. Y'all's wild, man. Yeah, we were wild. But that's all right. Um, Mate clavers. So obviously the number one far and away. Well, I mean at least in the past twenty years. Badminton? Uh no. Oh, dude. cornhole. Trash, yes. Yeah, trash cornhole. yard game, hands down, is cornhole. You could tell because we named it after butt fucking. Yeah, right. Like uh, you could tell it's redneck because it it's butt fucking game. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And Russ asked the other night, I think, I don't know if we were recording yeah. or not. Yeah, no. he was like, do you call it bags when you play with your kids? No, I just call it cornhole. Because <laughs> they still don't know about, well, they don't know about butt fucking yet. Yeah, right. And yeah. I haven't yeah, even really thought long. about that. Like, yeah, to, I mean, I've definitely thought well, about it. Well, but I mean, also, no, but like, you know why it's called cornhole. It's not because of butt fucking. Of course. It's because the they're, they're filled corn with corn in them. And it's a whole, yeah, filled right. With corn, you thought, yeah, okay, but bro. I know. Yes, that's why. But also, when they were like, hey, I, I'm just, you know there's corn in these bags? Yeah. And we throw them in a hole? Cornhole. <laughs> what if we call it cornhole? Because you know, you I, know, and they're like, we do know. I just don't. And we'll hit. I don't we'll think most. We'll call it cornhole because that's like butt fucking, butt fucking hits too. 
I really don't think most people think of it that way. Buddy. Where I'm from, at least. Well, I and mean, at, okay, at this point, it's like so I'm ubiquitous. just now kind of thinking about it that no way. No fucking way. I swear to God. Russ, what do you think? I've been at like parties at friends' house who have kids and they, and we don't, you know, we don't have kids. So we're, I'm used to swearing and just not paying attention to things. So it's like almost trying not to say the F word. Because, oh, dude, no. Yeah. Word? I, look, it's ubiquitous at this point. They yeah, right. It depends ESPN. on the parents. They have it on ESPN and call it cornhole. Yeah. And it's it's so popular, it has transcended the butt fuckery. Yeah, right. Corey. But the idea that most people don't ever think yeah. about the fact that cornhole <laughs> is another word for butt fucking, I do not I would say most. I would say most people, most people. Don't think about it. Because, like, a lot of mammals are in yard games, and they're not thinking about the butt-fucking part. And, dude, I don't even think about it like that. And I'm dirty. I actively think about the butt-fuck part. Yeah, right. But, like, you're making it sound like it has never occurred to you. It really hasn't that much. This blows my—especially you. You're the show. You love fucking butts and talking about butt-fucking. Because cornhole just seems innocent to me, and I'm just like, yeah, it's (laughs) corn in a bag, and you throw it in a hole. It's cornhole. It is. I know, but like, but it, that's also butt fucking. I know, I know that now, but I haven't <laughs> ever thought about it like that. This has absolutely blown me smooth away. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I really haven't. Like, I feel like the I, now I never time, won't. I feel like the very first time anybody was like, "Hey, y'all play cornhole?" We're all like, <laughs> "Yeah, you know, shit." Wait, what do you mean? And and, and then no, I like, no, it's a game. And like, I mean, oh, I'll never right. not think about it that way now. But like, I really haven't. I'm just like, yeah, cornhole. That's what my sweet summer child. <laughs> Lord God. By the way, did you know that my, so uh, my shout out to my, my main man, Billy, uh, who is my father-in-law's right-hand man on his contract and business, so, which also means that he is like the handyman at my house. Anytime anything breaks down, here comes Billy. Billy averages making like $1,000 a month playing cornhole. He's he's the best cornhole player I've ever seen, and he enters in a term. He was one of those like back in high school, like he he lettered in every single sport. He was amazing, and then like you know he started doing drugs and stuff like that, went down a path. But now he like he's a savant at cornhole. Like he he can't miss. The only time he can miss is if it's beneficial for him to miss. Do you know what I'm saying? So like he works on he'll work on stuff on our house, and then he'll work on stuff at Danny's house, and on all of his breaks. Every single one of his breaks, he carries cornhole with him on every job site wherever he goes, and he drinks his Diet Mountain Dew, or no, excuse me, full flavor Meliella, and he tosses bags, and he is fucking automatic. And if there's a tournament, he travels to tournaments, but like there's tournaments at like Beef O'Brady's like every weekend in Chattanooga, and he goes up there knowing, I mean, I'm gonna win first place, and he does, and he supplements his income a thousand dollars a month just waxing motherfuckers' ass in cornhole. I don't know, and Billy, he definitely thinks of butt-fucking when he's doing it. Waxed ass makes for good cornhole. It sure does. Anyway, yeah, that's all I got on yard game. So let's uh, let's get into Professor Cho. What do you say? Right after this, we'll be talking about, you'll be, oh, it's uh, it's pop culture with paparazzo Cho that's tonight. It. I'm sorry. Talking about uh, snarky British motherfuckers. Snarky British motherfuckers. Right Here we this. go. Fall is in full swing, and getting weeknight dinners right is easier than ever with our friends over at every plate, the America's best value meal kit service. And what we have found is the best on price too. It's just, it's cheaper than all of them, but that does not sacrifice on the quality, baby. 
And if you think meal kits are too expensive, then think again. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping with food prices at the grocery store going up. I can count on every plate to be a great value week after week. Don't turn to takeout when things get hectic. Instead, get every plate delivered. It's 58% cheaper than your average fast casual meal and you can always feel good about what you're eating get more out of your cooking while spending less with new big batch faves available for a limited time only at twice the size of standard recipes damn right baby out guy y'all speaking my language these generous portions are perfect for group gatherings or keeping leftovers for lunch the next day trey you are you're a huge fan of every plate correct i'm a massive devotee of every plate tried it and never looked back a long time ago i I absolutely love it i love everything about it i think the main thing for me is i always you get so annoyed i i I hate the idea of wasting food and i used to waste a lot of food without meaning to because you'd go to the store you try to buy things for all these various meals but you just get whatever quantity seemed right and then a week later you're throwing a bunch of squash out or you didn't get Mm -hmm. to that sausage or whatever and that stuff used to drive me crazy well with every plate you never had to worry about that because they do all the counting and the food mathing for you. You sign up, they send you the exact amounts of every ingredient that you need. You'd have no waste whatsoever. Also, the recipes are any free, easy for anybody to follow, but you feel all chefy in there in the kitchen because they're very mm-hmm. impressive. You know, we got the cheesy mushroom chicken, super hitting burgers, stir fry, anything you can imagine. They got it at every plate. And it hits very, very hard. Again, I don't know. I don't. I would hate. I'd shudder to think to have to go back to my uh, cooking life pre uh-uh. every plate. That's how much it means to me. So I can't recommend it highly enough. And if that hits for y'all, here's what you can do: you can get your first box for just a dollar forty nine per meal by get going the to fuck every. Out of here. Yeah, that's right. A dollar forty nine per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code POA149. I said you can get your first box for $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code POA149. That's a $110 value, y'all. You can't beat that with a stick. I highly recommend it. Give every plate a shot. You will not regret it. I had to pork flautas last night, and you know what did it for me with those? As always, it's the lime zest, and I learned how to do all that stuff with every plate. So I'm telling you, it's great. It'll actually teach you things about cooking, and it's very, very, very cheap. So holler at them. Hits. Hits. Does hit. Hey, real quick, want to give a shout-out to James up in Stoneville, North Carolina. He's a friend of the show. Hell, he's a friend of the family now. We were able to go ahead and help his family recently save more than $1,200 a month. Really think about this. My man, Robbie didn't save $1,200 one time. He's going to save it each and every month, all because he went to save with Conrad.com. He left us a five-star review earlier this week. And he said this from the first phone call with Christian, all the hard work Diane put in Jennifer taking time to explain things and help me understand where we were at with the deal right up to Steve, helping me get this survey through nothing but professionalism all around dealing with first family has helped us to the point we've cut $1,200 a month off our bills. I can't say enough about the team Conrad has assembled. I highly recommend First Family to anyone looking to purchase or refinance their home. Thanks to Conrad and the entire First Family team. No, thank you, James, for the great review. And congratulations on saving $1,200 a month. And oh, by the way, you can skip your next two house payments. It's real, folks. Savewithconrad.com can help you. We're licensed in more than 40 states. 
But if you've got credit card debt, if you're looking to save money on your monthly payments, if you're looking to pay your house off faster, or even buy a house with no money down, savewithconrad.com is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. That's savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, you don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. What are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save for free at savewithconrad.com. All right, y'all. I hope you're excited. This is normally where we do history, Professor Cho, but as we've oh, already no. as we've already alluded to, a little bit different, switching things up for you. This is pop culture with paparazzo Cho, mm. pop Cho, pop Cho segment. First ever pop Cho segment, talking about snarky British motherfuckers. I've just always been fascinated with them. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't know. All right. So, you know, typically I would say the things I feel like I know about it. I feel like oh, I don't Simon, know shit either. For the Simon Cowell, like started it yeah. he's like the, i would say he's the one who made it all a thing the goat and and i i don't know if the i don't know if the appeal is like they're supposed to be prim and proper so when they're huge dicks that like hits for people from a novelty perspective but also like it's just more palatable when a dick has their accent, accent. yeah i think you know that's but what it whatever is. it is it's definitely a thing ever since American Idol popped off. So what do you have to tell us about it? Well, I think that you're probably right on that. Like, I think that someone with an English accent will take a little more shit from for some reason, because as we've mentioned many times, the English accent is very much the opposite of our accent in the sense of if you... A dumb British person can falsify themselves as smart just because of the the accent that they have, whereas a very smart Southern person still comes across as dumb. Heard that because well, of the, I don't know about very smart, but yeah, because of the accent they have. And like, I think that like as far as like judges, as far as judges are concerned, in like reality shows, then definitely it'd be like hard pressed to say that Simon Cow didn't start it. But like in terms of just like the snarky British dude. I mean, the first one that I can remember is that motherfucker who was the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Robin Leach. Robin Leach. Robin yeah. Leach. Yeah. Oh. Lifestyles so of the, the Rich and, and the Famous. Famous. He's got a peacock, yeah, doesn't he? He's got a pool filled with caviar. Oh, this week on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. What did that motherfucker do besides that? He surely did other stuff, right? I don't right? know. I don't remember, but that's like... That's definitely a hallmark of our childhood for sure. And it's yeah. like, it's also basically, wasn't that just basically MTV Cribs? Like MTV, it was, a, it MTV would, yeah. Cribs was like that, but with rappers. Yes, which hits harder. So hard. Yeah, which is one of my favorite things. Is this where are we now? Robin Leach? Hilarious. So, but anyways, like with Simon Cowell, aside from Robin Leach, like is the judge. Now, granted, like reality, like reality shows were an us thing. There's a very new thing. And so when Simon Cowell came out, American Idol was like, I mean, a huge cultural phenomenon and Simon Cowell did present to us this new idea of uh, dick that dick. hits dick that hits a dick that hits blue right. chew sponsor <laughs> yeah dick that hits blue chew you're right but like he was a fucking asshole but that was like the whole gimmick you know what I'm saying like nobody gave a fuck everybody like was super charmed by him because it was like this guy's just fucking you know telling it like it is 
But at the same time, I think everybody like let him get away with it because they were like, well, I mean, this guy was like in the music industry. Well, he was kind of a precursor to what we now know is this huge phenomenon where Americans really appreciate people telling it like it is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, and whole subset of the population is super into telling it like it is. Although I would argue that you would think that those same people would not be in favor of a pompous British man telling it like it is. I agree. Do you I agree I mean? with you. And like, I I kind of feel some bitch ain't no better than me. I feel like Simon Cow's a little different than the other ones that I wanted to talk about because, like, so Gordon Ramsay, he he's famous for like losing his goddamn mind in the kitchen during like the kitchen cookoffs and stuff like that. But like Gordon Ramsay is a chef, right? So you're like, well, that guy knows exactly what he's talking about. He is a chef. He does that thing. Then you've got fucking Paul Hollywood. Paul Hollywood is a legendary baker. He knows what he's talking about. I've also got to come to bat a little bit for my man, Paul Hollywood, in this particular uh, oh, uh, I love segment Paul Hollywood. we're doing, because I don't think he is nearly on the level of Simon or Gordon Ramsay in terms of dickishness. Like he He's can, not. He can have some of that, but he's not... He, he is a version of the same thing, but he's nowhere near as explicitly dickhole. Well, I actually wanted to talk about that because a lot of people consider Paul Hollywood sort of the antidote for the Simon Cowles right. and all those people because they're like, a lot of people on surface level would look at them as at the same. They're both, you know, clean cut dudes, clearly spend a decent amount of money on their clothes. They're very Crush well put puss. together. Crush pussy. Mm -hmm. Paul Hollywood is up to his ass in pussy, Absolutely. son. You know he is. He's gotten trouble for crushing pussy and before, I think. Not in like a uh, Me Too type of way. They're all very... I don't think. They're, no, he hasn't. They're, we would have heard about that. They're all very direct. Uh, they are very judgmental. But whereas Simon Cowell is like judgmental from the jump and like criticizes every single thing about something, they say that like, and I know this to be true from watching the show, Paul Hollywood is always good about like, I understand that the process is harder than the end, or like the, the process might be sloppy. I only care about the end product. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Paul Hollywood's really good about like, it doesn't matter the method that you did to do this baked Alaska. Your baked Alaska turned out great. And because you're right, Paul Hollywood is like a lot more complimentary of all these people. Yeah, and, he'll, and he plays into the whole thing we're talking about a little bit. You know, sometimes he'll be like, I don't like that. Yeah, right. I love it. <laughs> but they just have that like Simon Cowell I can't see him doing that you know what I, I mean? think that Simon Cowell and, and, bo and also both very very good looking men I don't know piercing if blue eyes I mean unbelievable Cal Ripkins those, those are Cal Ripkins they're Cal Ripkins yep. um but like I think Simon Cowell in recent years has sort of like shed that uh, that nasty skin that he used to have. Probably because it's like, look, I got to get a new gimmick. I can't be the right. asshole this whole Forever, time. Yeah, and I and I also don't know if like he actually ever truly was that person, or if it's like he did that one time and everybody was like, "That's it," you know what I mean? And he's Dude, just like, I mean, it's at least a little bit that we're like, because he doesn't seem knew, like a bad guy. They knew. They were on to something with that. And so, like, you know, you fucking ride that horse. You right. know what I mean? Like, it definitely became a thing. And then, like, you just run with it. But, like, he put that, but that British Idol was first, right? Wasn't it like the office? Yeah. American, like, and the X he Factor did all and that stuff in, like that. In Great Britain yeah. first and then brought it to America. So it presumably hit over there for them, you too, know what, to begin though? with. I bet you it's like, I bet you what happened 
this is just me talking out of my butt, but like over there, people like Simon Cowell, that's like the standard being very direct, being kind of a pompous ass. And so it was just like, yeah, here's another guy doing that in a black T-shirt. But then when it came to America and we're doing reality shows, we're in America, everything is super stylized and bubbly and super happy. And like today we have a little girl who sings the blah, blah, blah. And then you've got somebody like, oh, type yeah. mm-hmm. it's no good. We were like, what the fuck is this? But like over there, it's just like, that's how, you know, that's kind of how they all are. A little background on, uh, on Simon, just because I think it's interesting. I never really thought much about him. Uh, when he was only 12 years old, he was arrested because he hijacked a bus with a with a pea shooter. What? Yeah. So like, it's a it's a like you know what a pea just shooter? Hidden? Yeah. Like people just like, and the whole bus rolled with that. It's a pea shooter. So yeah, he was just hitting. What's like, that mean? Like a pellet gun or something? Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's a pellet. It's I a mean, gu- I've always heard pea shooter yeah. used as like a word for like a gun that don't hit. You know this, what I mean? Like, but this actually was a pea shooter. It shot peas. It fires peas, and they go about it's six very feet. British that like they have guns that shoot peas. Shoot peas. Yeah, but like the contention here, like the bus driver obviously didn't know that that's what yeah, it was. Otherwise, like, he wouldn't have been able to hijack. I bet it. So were they all just like playing along with the kids? Like a kid with a face was like. I'm, I'm playing cops and robbers today, yeah. and they're all like, "Well, isn't, all that, right. isn't that nice?" You have the bus now, I'll don't you? Suppose, yeah, right. I but suppose like, I'll fuck me commute up. No, I would say that they definitely thought. I mean, he was arrested. Like they definitely thought he's fucking like holding up this goddamn bus. You know, I just don't. So they thought the gun was real. Yeah, I mean, I think that he. I think that he legitimately wanted to hijack this bus just to see if he could do it. Because he was a little shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the definition of a little shit. Most little shits I've known didn't fucking hijack a bus. They might explode a frog with a cherry bomb, right. but hijacking a bus, that's a whole nother level. And we always and, and also we always think of Simon as being like uh, you know, super prim and proper and like clearly intelligent other because he talks about how dumb everybody else is, but like he actually attended 16 different schools by the time he was 16 because he kept getting kicked out of all of them for bad behavior like you know for like was hijacking he a rich fucker yeah yeah he right. was he was a rich fucker because like the reason that Simon is so big in that musical world is because his dad owned like a studio yeah like he was very like very much checks out he was like a studio mogul type dude and convinced everybody there that like Simon should work here and like so he was one of those kids like I was talking about a previous episode the rich kids that are bored and desperate for attention and fucking acting out and all that shit and he he was one of them and so he's like I'm gonna hijack a fucking bus yeah that's one way to do it so the way that Simon got into music was his dad was like this like you know media mogul or whatever and i guess his dad wanting to give him some structure and shit like that was like let's have let's have him get a job here but like you know, in fairness to him, he he didn't just like make him immediately vice president or something. He he worked in the mailroom. You know, he worked at the mailroom of EMI Music Publishing, uh, which I'm pretty sure that I've heard of. I know EMI. it definitely sounds familiar. So There's like, a lot of those Columbia. three EMI, letter yeah, acronym, right. acronym things. Yeah. So uh, he, like I said, his dad gets him a job in the mailroom. He's working there. He climbs the ladder at EMI, and then his boss. Uh, Ellis and him left to form ENS Music, Ellis and Simon. 
and so now he is like firmly in the music game. So like I said earlier about like, oh, well, Gordon Ramsay has the authority to tell these people they don't hit because he cooks. And Paul Hollywood has the authority to tell these people that they don't hit because he bakes. I guess Simon did have the authority yeah, to tell them because say, like, I thought that I thought he was some kind of like producer. Yeah, he or was. Something. Which like, I mean, like he so he can't sing, but he does right. have an ear for what yeah. hits. Like he was one of those guys because of his his dad. He was also uh, he was a one of his early jobs. He was a runner slash like gopher on the set of The Shining. He was one of Stanley Kubrick's like personal assistance on the shining that doesn't have anything to do with like the overall story of him but i just thought that was interesting yeah i bet so, that was a rough gig bro yeah for sure stanley kubrick bit of a lunatic uh, uh, on his set so yeah so he gets his but early his coffee never hit enough no you know, oh, Simon oh, was bringing dude. It to him. absolutely yeah. not stanley kubrick had to be a fucking asshole yeah so simon's probably the perfect guy for him Simon got he got his early start on TV back in 1990. He appeared on the UK series Sale of the Century, which was like the Price is Right style game. So I think it's like he's in music. He goes on this game show. He wins some kitchen utensils. And now he starts to get this whole like, I should be a TV personality type person. Uh, He was he was a producer of. Uh, he rec- he so he produced a lot of children's records, like uh, for children's television sh- shows, including the Teletubbies and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. No shit. So I mean, you know, dudes head yeah, to, head to toe legit and all that shit. And with some jams. The uh, the British Pop Idol contest first comes out in two thousand. They start doing it's the the Brit- British Pop Idol, which would eventually become American Idol. Uh, and that, of course, is how you know we know him, and he's gone on to. Uh, he, I know it's very, it's clearly bias of me, but I just feel like a cutting the pop out was a good move for the title. But like, it's wild to me that American Idol originated somewhere else because that just sounds so perfectly Amer- like American, American Idol. Idol. It's like other places don't have idols. idols no, like we the ones that make idols. idols That's right. what we do other in this country. Work. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, no, y'all's idols. We made them. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure, dude. So, but between, you know, all that that he did and then American Idol becomes this insane phenomenon. And it's like right at the time when Amer- when reality shows were really starting to pop. Like, I know that like uh, real world started in the early 90s, but the fucking. Oh, yeah. Re- Survivor is really the one that like kicked it into it. high gear. And, so he's, and then after that, the floodgates were open. Yeah. Dude. And so he's sort of at the forefront of that. He's one of the first dudes in reality television. And then this archetype of the snarky British dude that shits on thing is kind of born. And I think because of that. I, I think that, like, Gordon Ramsay probably owes a lot to Simon Cowell mm-hmm. for creating that sort of, like, we like someone with a fancy accent to tell it like it is. Like you said, politically, th- that would not hit for us at all. But, like, I just do find it interesting that that is such a thing in reality television and in just American media at large that, like, a dude with a nice haircut wearing a black Armani shirt, of which he, like... I'm pretty sure that like Simon Cowell's entire closet is just Armani t-shirts, mm-hmm. which are like $2,000 a pop for a fucking t-shirt. 
But I mean, if you got it, you got it, whatever. But like that's I'd just probably give them to him. Uh, that's probably true. But like that's just such a such a thing. Like Simon Cowell should have been hated. Mm-hmm. Gordon Ramsay should have been hated. And I know that they probably are by lots of people, but I but like that's just a thing that we accept <laughs> because we think they're better than us, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like with those type of dudes wearing a V-neck specifically, that was a great choice by him. For making it a V-neck specifically, having a nice haircut, having that accent, we as Americans hear that and go, well, they must know what they're talking about. Right. Listen to how they sound. And as you said, Paul Hollywood is probably the antithesis of that. He probably plays on that a little bit. I don't think he's bit. the antithesis of it, but he's definitely like... You know, he's that archetype, but a more positive right. version of that archetype. Yeah, but I'm, I don't know. I've just always been. He'll tell them if something don't hit, but he's not. He don't like, you know, destroy, destroy their, their life, like self worth. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> In two sentences. Is there a new one of that? Like, because those are the only three guys that I can think of that do that. Do we have a new British guy? That, Dude, I John bet, Oliver. I bet there are. No, nah, he's definitely hey. a different thing. I think, but they're yeah. like. Probably there's tons of those shows. Me and you just don't watch them. Like yeah, right. the dance shows and the oh, that's shows. that's that's one of the guys. The da- the uh, Dancing with the Stars. There's that fucking his name's Lee. Hold on, I think I wrote it down. Yeah, I don't. Lynn Goodman. Lynn Goodman. You don't know Lynn Goodman? Mm-mm. He's the old guy on Dancing with the Stars, and he fu- He's a savage dude. Okay. He's a goddamn savage. And, like, he's, like, a fucking 80-year-old man, British guy. And, like, these celebrities are out there. They've done two weeks of dance training. And this guy will talk to them as if they've been doing this their whole life and they're disappointing him on a personal level. And fucking people ate his ass up. But he's the same He's the same type. He's a British guy judging people. And everybody's just like, this That's fucking it. guy, that yeah. is it. And I just, I just love that archetype, and I just wanted to explore it for a little bit. That's pretty much all I had. I, I have a thought on this. Tell me what you guys think. Um, every, all the examples you used, and I actually have an example of a American version of this. I don't know if you guys ever saw that show, uh, Kitchen Nightmare, or uh, not Kitchen Nightmares, uh, Restaurant Nightmares, or Bar Nightmares. Bar Rescue. You want to try again? Bar Rescue. <laughs> Bar Rescue. Bar Rescue. Yeah, that guy's you not British that guy? though, right? He's, He's like Chicago. Saying. That's what he's saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but my thing is, is all these people, even the guy you just mentioned about dancing, right? These fields are either entertainment or restaurants. Right. For some reason, we Subjective. all kind of know. No. It's that those two roles, a chef and someone in charge in the entertainment business, we know that they're they yell at, like they trash yeah, right, people. Right. Like we kind of accept that. It's an aggressive, yeah. right? Like and for we, years, it's like Hollywood is a like it's a rough and tumble fucking right. situation. And like, kitchens as well. Like we kind of inherently accept that. And it's like, in a way, we also know there are many, many. And you guys work in entertainment, and I worked in restaurants my whole life. And there's many, many idiots in both of those fields that need yeah, to be right, yelled at. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. No, I definitely think you're onto something. I'm out. I, I, worked in restaurants when I was in college and I've talked a lot about how like 
just how brutal and aggressive yeah, and right. abusive the like behind the, the curtain was. Yeah, the back of the house. Like, it, and you know, it was just accepted. That's just how it worked. Do you think? And it that, for me, I enjoyed it. Do you but think like, that dude, if your manager had been so British, so many waitresses cry, crying, yeah. you know, <laughs> fucking get tore down by a line cook or the kitchen manager or whatever. I'm and not proud. Do you of think that if that. they were British, everybody would have taken it a little bit better though? Uh, Maybe, yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. That's yeah. what I'm. Yeah. That's this phenomenon to me. That's like if you give Simon Cowell, yeah, British guys, any just of the, like, oh, you. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. If you give any of these people a different, like, Shaky. If, if Simon Cowell had had the exact same expertise that he had, except for he sounded like me, that would not have gone right the way that it went. No. So I think what I really wanted to gather at is that there is this acceptance amongst people with British accents that if they are pompous fucking assholes, we all just go, yeah. What do you do? And it is for us. Yeah, it does. That's all I want to talk about. All right. Well, fucking A. Well, thank you, Airheads. We appreciate it. We're not quite done yet. Please enjoy this edition of Clearing the Airs. See y'all next time. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit today. We'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. All right, Cho, guess what? What, Trey? I ain't listen. The hit. <laughs> <laughs> I halfway expected this to uh, be the case. Yes, you should have it- full way expected it, I feel like. Just everybody, I, I'm busy right now, damn it. He's I mean, super I, busy, I, and, I and, I, and I don't I'm have in, anything going on I'm at all. I'm in the middle and, of a, I've had three straight weekends of road dates and trying to keep up with everything the time I am in town, and I just, I got a lot going on, okay? I haven't, so anyway... Did it hit? We talked about yard games, huh? That's cool. We did We did talk about yard games. It actually inspired me. We're breaking out some croquet uh, this week with the kids because it's still, we're in that like, it's fall, but it feels more like this. it's the spring part of fall instead of the mm-hmm. winter part of fall. You know, and, uh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, because of that, I listened to it and I was like, oh yeah, we're going to play some croquet and some uh, uh, cornhole, aka bags. And, uh, yeah, fun episode we talked about. We didn't, to my knowledge, do anything this week that was like nostradamus which we've right. kind of been on a roll with. Yeah. Um, yeah I, last I don't... week was the Make Fun of Florida episode, and that's the same week that Hurricane Ian landed. We talked about the Queen, you know, dying and stuff, and that came out the week she died. There was, uh, there's been other ones, too. I know there have been. There was... Yeah, like the, the cousin fucking episode, some congressman was accused of fucking their cousin which you know whatever yeah i'm out now that being said it could just be that it hasn't happened yet as we're recording this you know what i'm saying like we're recording this on tuesday of this week so like wednesday or thursday somebody might get bludgeoned to death with a croquet stick who knows uh Mm. it's and and i'm not saying that i hope it does but i have enjoyed this little 
coincidental run of us being prophetic and stuff. But so far, uh, nothing on that front. But yeah, another great episode. Uh, I'm just loving it. I, I, I actually... And this is different because, you know, at first we were getting so drunk doing them that I would like remember, I wouldn't remember them. And so it was like, listen to them the first time. I actually remember some of these and I still just, damn it, Trey, I think we have a good show. I enjoy it. It's, it's, uh, it's entertaining. I enjoy it too. Even on the ones we're not drunk. I mean, I, I don't remember which one it was, but there was one recently when I was still, you know, listening. I haven't listened <clears> in the last four or five. Uh, but uh, when I was still listening, there was one where I was listening to it. And I was sitting there, like President May was sitting there with my headphones in, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, how fucking drunk did I get for this episode?" <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then, past me on the episode goes right after I thought that. Past me said, "Yeah, I'm actually not drinking right now. I got to take it easy today because I, because <laughs> I." So it was, it was one of the times when I wasn't drinking at all, and I thought that I was hammered just because of how insane the shit that was coming out of my mouth was. So you never know, but it's always a good time. Yeah, we're having fun doing this. We're also having fun, for those of you that haven't checked it out yet, or maybe you don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't because it's on the feed, but uh, if you're if you're digging uh, House of the Dragon, me and my sister, Lady Kirby Askew, first of her name, are doing a House of the Dragon review show called Little House of the Dragon, and it is getting more popular every week. We've gotten so many messages about it, and I would like to thank y'all. At first, dude, and, you, and this isn't going to surprise you at all, at first everybody was like, wow, uh, we can't believe how good Kirby did for her first time doing anything like this. And then Kirby has not only continued with that, but gotten better. And it's like, now everybody's like, Oh, it turns out that she, it wasn't beginner's luck. She just actually hits at this and is arguably better than you. Uh, mm -hmm. and this week we did our first like instant reactions. We filmed ourselves watching the show and it was great. Cause this episode was like, arguably the best episode to have started doing that uh, i don't know if you watched it or not i did but yeah but we're having a lot of fun over there and me and kirby have already talked about this uh independently but i don't know if i've announced it on here or with you but like because everybody's digging this and because me and kirby are digging doing it i think that once uh house of the dragon is over which we only have like three more weeks we're just gonna pretty much cruise right into doing a rewatch of game of thrones for everybody here under the uh, POA umbrella. So get excited about that. But now that I've gotten all that bullshit out of the way, Trey, would you like me to go to the airmail? I would. I would like this that. One's, this one's going to really, really excite you. Uh, okay. This is Lady S returning for, I believe, the third time. And normally if somebody comes in for the third time, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to get somebody else's email out of the way and maybe I'll get back to you next time. But when the subject line is, bean recipe mm -hmm. my hands are tied i have mm -hmm. no choice okay here we go bean recipe lady s again glad to hear katie was interested in some good beans she's on the right side of this cultural divide but it's food so there are generally no wrong answers i don't like to yuck on other people's yums when i can help it but the theme song for poa basically begged me for my opinion on baked beans and hearing a nod of agreement from the bleeped out friend from Texas did me good. See, I remembered to do it, Trey. Aren't you yep. surprised? I am. <laughs> I'm a great producer. <laughs> there was a Peruvian girl in the YouTube comments that agreed with my grandma's assessment of Argentinians. And that made me cackle a little bit. <laughs> I can send a separate email of more of my grandma's hit and don't hit list. Apparently, I made a small mistake in the rankings anyway. Lady S, uh, let me speak for Trey here in saying, 
absolutely send that fucking email and I will read it next week and I'll break all my rules. You'll get four weeks in a row. Okay, now let's start with the important part. Good beans. There are refried beans, uh, and she put that in quotes, but since that is a misnomer anyways, I'll say twice cooked beans. Unless you choose to have unmashed beans, and they will still be fucking fantastic, but not good on tostadas. So I'll split the recipe directions in half so you can make the decision based on what the rest of the meal will be or your personal preferences for bean consumption. Also, I don't know, it's so goddamn funny that even in a bean recipe, our fans are the most long-winded motherfuckers of all time, and I love it, I'm not complaining. Also, I don't know if this is a my family type of thing or a Mexican thing in general, but our recipe are more suggestions than exact measurements. I dig that. Uh, if you know your way around food already, you can just make accurate guesses with non-standard measurements like pinch, handful, sprinkle, what have you. You have three options for this recipe when it comes to the beans itself, pinto, white, or black beans. Pinto is probably the most common version and can be used for several different complete meals. You can use an instant pot, but I'm old-fashioned and just use a pot on the stove. Here we go. Frijoles bravos, spicy beans or brave beans. One pound pinto beans, a big-ass pot for soaking and cooking beans. Make sure it's big enough that it won't spill over when boiling. A deep and wide pan. Uh, or a different large stock pot, one large yellow or white onion quartered, one bulb of garlic, one pound of chorizo, one cup-ish of whole milk or cream. Do fucking cream, by the way, everybody. Uh, one, two large poblano peppers diced, two palmfuls of salt. Uh, all ingredients can be scaled up or down depending on your own preferences. Uh, look, this goes on for 19 more pages, Trey, so I'm just going to send this to you. And uh, if anybody out there wants this recipe with Lady S's permission, I will send it to him. But it will take me 45 minutes to read this shit. So we have the bean recipe from Lady S, and we do uh, thank you. Okay. This Sounded, is it was off to a hidden start. As far as it I'm was concerned. off to the chorizo a, and the peppers yeah. and all that stuff in there. I can definitely see how that would hit. It was super off to a hit and start. Uh, so this next one is from, I'm not going to read their name. Uh, we'll just call them Lady H. The subject line is, Ho to Housewife Pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, boys, last week was busy with Tennessee versus Florida, recovering from Tennessee beating Florida. How you like them vowels, baby? Making yeah. mash and taking care of a sick young, and I had many thoughts about trash cum and my Schrodinger's wed room, red womb theory. I would love to be a regular email commenter. Oh, wait, this is the, I'll say her name. This is Heather Smart. This is our redneck friend. Uh-huh. She don't mind. Okay. Uh I would love to be a regular email commenter. If there's one thing I love to do, it's run my mouth. With that being said, I can't sit idly by while y'all slander the hoe to housewife pipeline. Foo-foo's <laughs> mom... <laughs> Fufu's mama might have not got her shit together, but I know plenty of girls I graduated with that prove you wrong, and some yeah. of them are even still married. Furthermore, and more some importantly... Of some of yeah, them yeah. are even still married. <laughs> Furthermore, and more importantly, the real hoe to housewife pipeline is eat up with men. Y'all just be slinging dick all over hell and half of Georgia, settle down, make quiche and macaroons for fun, and act like y'all aren't the definition of hoe to housewife. And no, I don't care if both people are working. 
Hardly nobody can live uh, without two incomes now. And we all know the housewife part of that equation is about not fucking other people more than not working a paying job. It's not you can't turn a whore into a workhorse for a reason. <laughs> Love you. Love y'all. Fire. Yeah, I can't Dude, argue with none of that. We were clearly just quoting a ludicrous song. We were, but... but, but I, that response super hits for me. Yeah, and I can't. I have no I, no notes. No notes. Not, none. None at all. P.S. P.S. The Bible lesson was better than any I heard from Miss Jeannie, Miss Linda, and Miss Barbara combined. That makes me feel very fucking good. Uh, <laughs> all right, last one. Going to be hard to beat. Subject line: Florida squirrels, but also Florida beetles. Not John, Paul, and Ringo, and the other guys. Uh, then at the top here, it says, don't use my name, you sons of bitches. Never mind. I'm pretty sure it just shows my last initial. Therefore, this is Jim S. Howdy, boys. <laughs> this is part clear in the airs on my adopted state of Florida and part squirrel stuff. I recently moved three hours <laughs> down <laughs> down the East Coast from Jacksonville to Melbourne Beach, uh, which on the Florida inverse scale of southernness is like moving from Georgia to somewhere in the wide band between Virginia and Illinois, but okay. not on the New York or New England level of Florida Southerness. Right. Like many others, I've used Nextdoor, which is an app, at first because it seemed useful, but then only to click on Florida Man headlines. As Hurricane Ian has passed, I've ignored many reasonable posts, but the only goddamn one I had to click on had the preview of Pretty Sad But Cool Thing. A baby squirrel died during the storm. We, oh, fuck, I'm supposed to click here to see more, but I don't have it shared. Uh, you're damn right I clicked to see more, at minimum to see if there was evidence to build on either side of the POA squirrel argument. Okay, this gets good. <laughs> but upon reading this post, all I ended up with was a new unsolved human-animal dilemma. Are, beetle, are beetles capable of feelings too? No. There are many responses under this post, which I'll summarize as being between nature is healing and that's how beetles be. But the real conversation comes down to two posts shown here, and I'll read them to you, Trey. Love POA and would single-handedly pay for Bubba Shot the Podcast to come back if possible. Keep it up, boys. See you. Love you. Bye. Okay, Trey. So this post on next door here, this is uh, this lady who posts. It's kind of like Facebook, but like more localized. I don't know if you know what next door is. I never heard of it, but that there used to be a thing called topics. T O P X. That was yeah. huge around where I grew up. And that's exactly what it was. It was just local, a local gossip website is what it was. Yeah. So I'll read you this lady's post. And then the top comment, uh, Nathalia Hunter says pretty sad, but cool thing. A baby squirrel died during the storm. We were going to bury it, but when we went out, it was already halfway buried, and the ground was moving. Then we see this huge beetle, black and orange, come out from under it, then go back under and continue to bury it. Upon looking it up, we found out it was an American burying beetle. They are critically endangered, too. So cool to see God's creation at work and cleaning up for us. And then the top comment was, the beetle was at work burying its future meal. <laughs> yeah. Right. I Which mean, of course is, it is. She thinks they're just like doing is. a public service. Like, yes. Just like, yes. Like, she thinks that they're being like, they're having a funeral for this squirrel, a yeah. fucking beetle. No, they're dragging it down to beetle hell where they're going to slowly, <laughs> slowly pick its corpse apart under the <laughs> earth. 
like a yeah. fucking <laughs> nightmare. Like yeah. that's what's really happening. But dude, the fucking that's a great example. Like the way people romanticize yeah. the abject fucking nightmare that is nature is just so funny to me. Nature's you know fucking metal is fuck. Yeah, it I was ain't a I goddamn was a... Disney movie. It goes hard. All right. The sooner y'all uh, fucking come to terms with that, the better. Okay. That's I, all, I was all a, I got to say. Was a, I was about to suggest that we do a thing that, like, this would definitely be something that was only good for our YouTube viewers, and maybe we should do it as, like, a separate, separate YouTube exclusive, like, hey, go to watch this because it won't be good to listen. We should, like, spend an hour next time I'm out there just going through that fucking Instagram or Reddit, the Nature is Metal one, because, mm -hmm. number one... Oh, it would it, upset our people, I can tell. The way yeah. they responded to the whole squirrel thing yeah. or whatever, they would find it hard to stomach. I, I can promise but it's, you. But it is fucking metal, and it's fascinating, and uh, me and you talking about animals has always hit, as yeah. is evidenced by the fact that our show that has nothing to do with animals, the most famous runner is us talking about animals. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, so beetles, are they capable of love? Fuck no, no they're not. No. All right. We've talked for too long. Thank y'all so much for listening to Putting On Airs. Remember that you can watch it over at watchpoa.com. Check out the new series, Little House of the Dragon. You can also find some more of my stuff over at parttimefunnyman.com. And as for Trey, you go to patreon.com slash Trey Crowder. Am I correct? Yeah, uh, but if you want to see me live, you go to TreyCrowder.com. But yeah, you can get bonus stuff from me and support your boy at Patreon.com slash TreyCrowder. That is correct. Also listen and to as your podcast and stuff. And as you're listening to this, we are in Raleigh this weekend, October 6th through 8th. So you haven't, if you didn't come to last night's show, that's fine. You could still come to tonight's show or Saturday's show. Uh, and those tickets are at TreyCrowder.com or WellReadComedy.com, whatever the fuck you want to do. We love y'all. And as always, stay fancy, motherfuckers. Skew. Skew. <laughs>